I'm Mary Parker, and welcome to this episode of Eureka's Sounds of Science. Many of us will have to deal with dementia at some point in our lives. Whether as a patient or a caregiver, this terrible range of conditions affects 5 to 8% of the 60 and older population at any given time, according to the World Health Organization. The Dementia Consortium, a private charity partnership that Charles River joined last year, is one of the organizations leading promising research on dementia treatments. In order to discuss this condition and the research to treat it, I am joined by Sarah Almond, Associate Director of Integrated Biology. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. Can you explain the purpose and organisation of the Dementia Consortium? The Dementia Consortium was set up by ARUK, or Alzheimer's Research UK, which is a charity that focuses on Alzheimer's disease. It brings together academic researchers, pharma partners and CROs, including Charles River, in order to bring forward novel treatments for dementia, including Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's Research UK oversee this and researchers are invited to come forward with ideas for novel targets in neurodegeneration and neuroinflammation. We then work with them to put together work packages that are funded by the pharma partners and ARUK to prosecute these targets and hopefully lead to novel treatments for dementia. Okay. Uh, What do you think of the way they've set up their organisation? I think this is a great way to set up the organisation because it brings together such a broad range of experience um, from academic researchers that may have spent years really understanding the biology of targets to pharmaceutical companies that, that know how to bring novel targets through to treatments that actually are effective in the clinic Absolutely. and ourselves as a CRO where we have a broad range of um sort of biology and chemistry capabilities so we can actually provide the work packages and also have extremely experienced researchers that can actually help develop the molecules to treat these. Yeah. Coupled with the charitable input of the VRUK who project manage but also do so much to bring forward research in this area. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of covering all the bases. Mm So what is Charles River's role in this group? You mentioned it a little bit. Can you go into a little more detail? Yeah, um, Charles River is one of two partner CROs. With our broad capabilities and drug discovery expertise, we provide strategic input into plans to de-risk these targets and also uh, how to generate tool molecules suitable for testing the hypothesis. Mm-hmm. We work with Alzheimer's Research UK and the principal investigator to put proposals together that encompass works streams that are executed by them, the PI and us working closely together. For example, they may do the basic target biology and we bring medicinal chemistry or HTS capabilities that actually will enable us to find a drug against that target. Mm-hmm. We meet with the pharma partners to finalise these work plans and then once funded we actually execute the work. Okay, awesome. I understand that a couple of research projects from the consortium have already been greenlit. Uh, can you explain those proposals? Sure, you're, you're correct that two are actually in progress. Mm-hmm. Of the two targets, one is a kinase that's got a putative link to tau accumulation and neuroinflammation. We are unsure whether we need to be selective over a closely related kinase. The PI is looking at whether actually if you reduce this target, that does indeed impact tau phosphorylation in vitro and in vivo, whilst we're focusing on tool molecule identification. And which, is that for a specific type of dementia or 
like Alzheimer's or is that just uh, in general? Um, Alzheimer's disease and okay. other telepathies, okay. um, but particularly Alzheimer's disease. Uh, the eventual goal for this one is to show an impact of the tall molecule that we produce on tau phosphorylation in an in vivo model. Then the second project is linked to a gene mutation, um, ALS and frontotemporal dementia, that causes a pathogenic RNA to be produced. And we're aiming to block the export of this RNA by targeting its interaction with a protein that takes it out of the nucleus into the cell. Mm -hmm. And then when this new mutant RNA um, is exported, toxic repeat proteins are produced, which then activate cell responses and cause neurodegenerative disease. So the target validation for this is actually already fairly strong, so we'll focus on producing a tool molecule capable of testing the hypothesis and drug ability in vivo. And this project's quite interesting because it uses a zebrafish assay, which is oh, run nice. by the PI, yeah. um, and they can then rapidly look at whether the compounds can reduce the interaction between the protein and the mutant RNA. Okay. Um, so for both projects, Charles River are going to run an HTS screen and then perform medicinal chemistry to actually try and get sort of the molecules to kind of test whether they're viable targets. Okay. So how exactly is the consortium supporting this work on, on these two proposals? So the consortium consists of um, pharma partners and they are EK and they all actually form kind of equal partners within that and they provide funding for the project. Mm -hmm. So they've also provided their expertise in kind of defining the key risks that we need to address in our work plans and also technical input into assays for example. Alzheimer's research will oversee progress against those milestones and then they'll periodically report to the consortia as a whole. I understand our work on dementia has increased substantially over the last year or so. Is this because of a higher demand for treatment or is it more promising research avenues or is it both? I think both. Um, there's been advances in understanding of neuroinflammation in particular. Um, so this has triggered research projects, but also there's a shift away from the amyloid-focused approaches for Alzheimer's disease due to a lack of clinical success. Mm -hmm. But equally, um, dementia is still you know, highly prevalent and of a high burden. Lots of us know people that have been personally affected by this, so I think yep. it's just it's a very hard area to treat, but not one which people are going to give up on. What is the importance of collaboration for researching these neurological diseases? I understand that's probably the real strength of the consortium. I think I've just touched on the fact that there are key unmet in this area, um, that the amyloid hypothesis where there was a lot of focus hasn't been successful in the clinic. So it's clear that novel therapeutic approaches are needed and this takes time. So really we need different people to work together and different mm -hmm. functions to work together. So a lot of pharma have actually reduced what they do in-house and you know choose to run those complex in vitro and vivo studies that can take years to fully establish yeah. uh, you know, in, in CROs. And so when academia, pharma, charities and CROs all have complementary skill sets, that mean that ba means that basic research can be brought through to benefit the patient in the minimum time possible. Mm -hmm. Is it also a matter of the fact that CNS diseases 
are so complicated and there's so many different factors going into them. Like no one can be an expert in enough of the different areas of research to really do it themselves. It's exactly that. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and so just by the nature of say working in an academic institution, you may get more time to focus on specific disease mechanisms mm -hmm. that um, a pharmaceutical company just doesn't have the, the kind of time to dedicate right. staff to really building that level of understanding, but they may, may, have a, as I say, a much broader range of complex models that can actually help advance this. Yeah. So yeah, we can't all be an expert in everything. <laughs> I know, unfortunately. So can you tell me about the Psychiatry Consortium, which I guess is kind of an offshoot of the Dementia Consortium? Yeah, it's, it's formed basically, it has the same structure as the Dementia Consortium, and it was formed in consultation with ARUK, who, you know, are, are kind of have a stake in it. But it focuses on psychiatry, for example, schizophrenia or, or autism. Mm -hmm. um, and this is overseen by Medicines Discovery Catapult, who are a not-for-profit, and uh, they're part of the Catapult Network, which was set up by Innovate UK to support innovation and use by UK business. So psych the Psychiatry Consortium is one of their syndicates, which is accelerating drug discovery in psychiatric disorders. I like how you say consortium and I say consortium. <laughs> <laughs> you say tomato and I say tomato. Exactly. <laughs> So I understand this is the UK consortium. Is there anyone from outside the UK helping out or contributing to this research? Yes. Yeah. So the call. So the call for um, novel targets to come into this consortium went out worldwide, and mm -hmm. so we have US-based um, researchers for one of the projects that we're working on on in the minute. But also the the pharmaceutical partners are not just based in the UK. Um, sort of UK, Europe. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not geographically centred. It just so happens that it's Alzheimer's Research UK that are coordinating okay. the work. Oh, that makes sense. And so then, obviously, any progress that's made will also be shared globally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So what is what is some of your background that has brought you to this point in your in your research career? Well, my background is I have quite a long-standing background in the pharmaceutical industry and drug discovery through, you know, big and medium-sized pharma. Mm -hmm. um, and during that time, I actually spent a lot of time researching um, particularly psychiatry and CNS disorders. So I used to, my focus really was things like neurochemistry, so looking at neurotransmitter changes in response, you know, how they change disease and how they change in response to different therapeutics. Mm -hmm. So I have a very broad um, CNS sort of understanding for, for drug discovery, but also quite a strong network through the companies I've worked with, with other CNS researchers that actually mm -hmm. form, you know, part of this, these, these partners within the consortium. Yeah. Do you, and you don't have to answer this, but do you have any personal experience dealing with dementia, either someone you know or a friend of a friend? Yeah, no, I do actually. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sadly, my father died of Alzheimer's disease, was actually diagnosed at a, a, a young age, mm -hmm. we think possibly linked by a traumatic head injury while he was sort of in his 20s. I didn't know those could be linked. It can be. Um, and so my family has had to, you know, see just the devastation caused by his condition, um, the impact it had on my mother in particular as a principal carer, but also the, 
gradually seeing all the functions that he'd learned through his life just unravel one by one. So yeah, it's had a big impact on our family. So it must feel good to be able to work on some of this research now, especially since it seems to be kind of gaining traction. Definitely. I mean, you know, if, if anything can, you know, save, save the pain of, you know, seeing the loss of a loved one, but also the personal experience for those that actually suffer these conditions, mm-hmm. then, yeah, it'd be fantastic. And I think the key, you know, that we're really seeing with dementia research is, is the ideas of early intervention and actually trying to highlight the... the um, patients that are going to be more prone or are going to go on to develop these conditions mm-hmm. you can get in early enough that they can you know stay fully functional and be the people who they are really well thank you so much for joining me and having this conversation this has been really interesting and uh, i wish you luck with your research going <laughs> forward thank you very much it's been a pleasure thank you <laughs>